moving from a place of here are options and I'm going to let a group of leaders decide what they want to do. I took some ownership to say, no, I'm going to make some decisions. And some of the decisions we made were really good. And some of the decisions we realized once we had the time to step back, we went in a different direction. But that was a great place of because me coming to a place of feeling a lot more comfortable to own my space and realize that that leadership team wasn't waiting for me to come with a bunch of options. They were waiting for me to come with recommendations, just like any of the other experts that were sitting around that table, whether it be the head of legal or the head of finance or the head of strategy, kind of owning that space was a great lesson for me. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. With so much change over the past few years, there's been a lot more reliance on human resources. Organizations need their talent and strength now more than ever. It's their time to be front and center, taking the lead in ways that they may not have been accustomed to or have even been allowed to do in the past. But just like so many other fields, HR is changing as well. I've enjoyed being on a couple of the advisory boards for HR.com to keep up with a lot of the trends and research related to HR. Um, HR HR.com is the largest social network for HR professionals and the leading industry resource for education, career development, and compliance. So it's important to understand how to build HR strength and leverage HR in your own organization today. So I'm thrilled to share a conversation with an HR expert I know, a longtime client in the field who has great experience, passion, and perspective to share. Her name is Sloane Drake, and she's Executive Vice President and Chief Human Resources Officer for Southern Company, based in Atlanta, Georgia. Southern Company is America's premier energy company. She leads the company's human resources and people-focused efforts, and that includes guiding teams that are focused on disability management, diversity, equity, and inclusion, health and well-being, HR delivery, labor relations, medical services, talent acquisition, talent management, total rewards, HR technology, and workers' comp. That's a lot. She joined Southern Company in 2001 and is active in many professional and community organizations in the Atlanta area. What's especially impressive to me is is the extent to which they're being proactive about creating change or rethinking or reimagining new possibilities before they have to. We talk about what you really need to know about HR today, including a number of the, the misconceptions about the field. So if you happen to be in HR, I hope you'll share this episode with other leaders in your organization. And if you're not in HR, you'll learn how to better leverage the true value that HR delivers. Enjoy my conversation with Sloan Drake. Sloan, welcome to CEO On The Go podcast. Hi, how are you? 
I'm good. I'm, I'm so glad that you're finally here. I know we both had to make some effort to get here um, over the past few weeks. And this is a topic I'm so excited to talk about because I haven't done it enough, I think. And it's really a hot topic uh, to understand what's going on in the HR world and how leaders and organizations can leverage HR to understand the changes that they're going through and the true asset that they are. So you're the perfect person to, to shed some light on that. Well, it is a topic that is very near and dear to my heart, as that probably does not surprise you. So I'm tickled to be here with you. Good. Well, why don't we talk about what's going on with HR today that's changing, shifting, different compared to even just a couple of years ago, perhaps? What are some of the trends and and things that you're seeing that are really shaping where HR is heading today? Yeah, you know, so... I think HR, like a lot of organizations right now, look back and think about kind of where they started and where they find themselves. And I think HR has an interesting history. I mean, started back really being focused on things like compliance to labor laws and employee safety. And then as we've shifted through lots of different decades and lots of different business practices, you know, today, I think most organizations understand having really strong HR talent and support as a part of your management team. I mean, it is way past the conversation of HR getting a seat at the table, but it's how do you really leverage HR to help you predict and see around corners and um, respond to a constant changing work and industries and internal and external um, opportunities that companies and leaders find themselves. So it's you know, but it's one of those things like most organizations, what we look like today, we will look very different a few years from now. And so it's all about continuing to be relevant and resilient. Um, and the only constant is constant change. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Are there some specific trends that are impacting HR, like technology or AI or you know the hybrid workforce? Uh, gosh, there's so many trends. Are, are there any that stand out that are really having the most impact right now? So yes, yes, yes. Um, and you could we could probably spend time talking about each of those on its own. Um, I'll start maybe with the place of of kind of the future of work and the way that we think about work. And you know, for a lot of organizations, mine included, that changed for us almost overnight um, with the pandemic. And organizations that really had a, a very thoughtful way of the way that people would come in and work and engage with each other changed overnight. And then you started to think about, well, how do I do this differently based on this new ability to potentially work differently? You know, a lot of organizations, ours included, still had a workforce that couldn't work differently throughout the pandemic. And so while we have worked to try to continue to have flexibility and respond to what has really been a changing employee compact about how and where and when they work, still holding true to what you need to get done is one of those things that is a constant conversation. So what it taught us is we can be flexible um, in a lot of ways that I don't know that we thought before, but we still need to make sure that we're able to do and deliver on those aspects of our business that didn't change. Um, and how do you manage through that with kind of constantly changing expectations around um, how people work and work-life balance and all of those things? I love that point because it's not always about managing change. It's about managing continuity too and striking that balance. So I know I work with a lot of HR executives and they often talk about some of the misconceptions that people have about what HR is, 
kind of, you know, what, what they think it is versus the reality. So I was wondering if you might touch on a few of what you see, maybe you've experienced yourself, some of the, the common misconceptions that people have. I know that when we talked before, like, I think you mentioned sometimes, you know, they consider HR to be the police, right? Like to be making sure that everybody's following the rules and that kind of thing. So that would be one example. Yeah, like, the, you know, the, so HR is the, the, the person or the group that tells you no. You know, when you walk into a meeting, people will joke and I'm sitting there. It's, oh, no, HR is here. What are you here to take away or what are you here to to tell us that we have to do differently? And so this whole idea of it being only about compliance, only about getting to know, only about managing risk, um, that it's not a creative and innovative function, I think, are some of the misconceptions. I hear a lot from people. Um, I'm a people person, so I should work in HR and everyone can do HR work. And, you know, I think about HR like a lot of HR professionals. It is a profession and a discipline, just like engineering and just like accounting. And you want to have people doing that work that, of course, like what they do, but also have the skills and experiences and judgment and perspective to also be really effective in that work. So the idea that anyone can do HR if they like people, I think, is also a bit of a misconception. Yeah, I've heard that before. Yeah, you know, or that, you know, HR is really only responsible for hiring and firing. You know, unless I am hiring or managing a person on my team, I don't make those decisions for the organization. What HR does is help leaders understand risks and unintended consequences of decisions that they make and make sure that they think about different points of view. But we're not the decision makers in a lot of those situations where I think sometimes is a bit of a misconception. Um, I might love to make more decisions and sometimes I'm able to, but I think my role is to help people think through all of the options and then make the right business decision. Um, so we talk a lot about helping you know, the, the, the leaders and the teams that we work with get to the yes. And it might not be the yes that they walked in thinking they wanted, but after thinking and, and presenting ideas and, and options, getting to a place where the business gets to do what it needs to do. And then our role as HR is to help make sure that they've thought through kind of all the different impacts of those decisions. Mm-hmm. So it's really more consultant-like and having pe- and people understand you're on their side instead of, I'm, I'm sure you've never had anyone try to bypass HR, right? No, never, no, never, yeah. never, not at all. Exactly. <laughs> it, you know, it really is a consultative role. And it, and I think that has become more and more um, and, and one of the ideas of secret sauce about really good HR organizations is when the organization and when leaders really leverage their HR teams as a consultant and an expert and helps them think about all of their people issues, just like you think about your financial organization, helping you think about all your financial or your operations organization, think about all your operational opportunities. I think it's that same point of view is really where you help be the most successful and help an organization the most. Yeah. And I want to talk more about some of the specifics around that as we go on in our conversation to be thinking about what executives can do to really leverage um, all that HR has to offer. But I, I wanted to touch on uh, how how HR drives culture now. And that's kind of a shift too, or a shift in perception, at least. People are understanding more the value that they have and being able to do that in organizations. So what are you seeing there in terms of the reliance on HR to really help support or even drive cultural change? I worked with a leader years ago, and I think he said it really beautifully that HR, when it comes to culture, is is the headlights of an organization. So helping to really narrow and be very specific and focus on those parts of an, an, a work environment and an organizational culture that are positive that you want to maintain and grow. 
And then what parts of those culture that you know are realistically about who you are that you want to maybe move past or or grow and develop from. And so, you know, I think HR's role, like you said, it is really to help support and facilitate those decisions and conversations. HR's responsibility is not to own culture. I think that really is something that leaders and employees, I mean, culture is what happens when no one's telling you what to do and no one's watching. It's it's how you make decisions in an organization. And I think some of the things that we think about, it's, you know, employee engagement. And, and even going back to the conversation around, you know, work expectations and the future of work, that changed overnight for a lot of organizations, employees that were really comfortable and had no other idea other than to get up and go into their office, realized that they could also and, and really benefited and valued working differently. Well, that became a cultural conversation. So it wasn't for HR to say, you have to do it this way or the other. It's, well, let's figure out what about that that you really want to maintain, flexibility, some autonomy, letting people really feel like they have some ownership in that decision. But then as a business, how do you still get the work done, make sure that you're able to products and services and hit results if people are working differently? And so while that's a cultural thing that HR gets very involved in, it is not, we don't decide what it, at the end of the day, how you do that work, but it really is, it's headlights, it's shining Focus on this. Think about these things. You do this, and this might be a, an intended or an unintended consequence of that decision, which I think, again, is really exciting and really powerful and a lot of um, responsibility for people um, in the HR function. Yeah, it's really a leadership role, isn't it? Of course it is. I think it is. And I think it's it's a leadership role wherever you sit in the organization, whether you are um, an HR professional that is working um, in more of a business partner type of capacity or someone who is leading an HR function, you really are leading in lots of different ways um, in all the work that you do. Yeah. Well, I wanted to dig deeper on some of the tactics or the how-tos because I'm sure listeners, that they're, they're resonating with what you're saying and they're wondering, okay, how can our organization have the conversations or set the expectations you know, to really get what we need from HR or to better understand the capacity that they bring? Um, and Southern Company, you know, I've, I've worked with you over the years and you all really serve as such a great model in terms of some of the things that you're doing. So I was wondering if you could speak to that, you know, some of the initiatives, some of the conversations that you have, um, because it, it's something that shouldn't be taken for granted, you know, that that there's so many other organizations that would love to get to the point where HR is truly seen as that that leadership partner. And it seems like you're there to, to really help drive whatever's most important. You know, I think it, it comes down to it. There, there's a lot of really great, you know, HR competencies and, and, and work that people are doing to, to really be a strong HR professional. But if I had to kind of boil down a couple you know, one, and it's one of those things that I learned probably on my first day in recruiting all those years ago is really learn and understand the businesses that you support. You know, it's important to think about kind of the HR and the people components of that, but really understand the businesses, how organizations make money, who are their customers, what are their drivers. And if you really have good business acumen, and at Southern, we call it being a student of the business, if you really understand the objective and what the organization is trying to produce or to do, then you then can look back and help think through what are all the people implications of those those conversations, those discussions. Um, So that's one of the things that I think we spend a lot of time at Southern really making sure that we understand the work in which that's going on around us and having a perspective on that outside of just having a people or just an HR perspective. So that would be one. And then the, the other would be really understanding how to leverage data. And that's something that I think we've been talking about in HR for a really long time. 
And I think it's easier said than done. And I think we are doing lots of work to get better of that. Um, but using data to really inform decisions and to predict where the organization can go and what are some of the people impacts of that versus using data just to tell you things that you already know or turning data into information, not just numbers, is a skill set. Um, and while I think we're good at it, I think it's one of those areas that we can continue to get better. And as the business changes so quickly, you have to use some of those early indicators to be ahead of where you want the organization to think about. And so thinking about data um, and then thinking about make, making sure you always understand, you know, what are we doing? What are why are we working? Um, all of our focus areas and goals and initiatives in HR very much align back to the strategy and the expectations and the goal of Southern. And if at any point we realize that what we're focused on doesn't help us get there, then we've made a mistake somewhere and we go back and we rethink through that. So again, kind of keeping that line of sight, I think is really important. Yeah. I'm curious to know, you've, you have some people who've been in HR over the past and they're shifting kind of into a new type of role, how you, how you help them go up about that process. It's almost like seeing themselves differently in some ways. And I know you had mentioned a story uh, that you experienced personally, I think when the CEO approached you, I think it was sh shortly after the pandemic started and well, it right. Was, it, yeah, you <laughs> Can know, you share again, that? I would love to. So, you yeah. know, it was the beginning or the early stages of COVID and really thinking through like how what do we do and how do we respond? And, you know, I was coming and sharing options and lots of options. We could do A and we could do B or we could do C. And and in a very, um, at the time, direct way, the feedback was stop giving us options. You're the expert, make recommendations. What do we need to do? And for me, that really shifted the way I thought about some of the work that we were going to do around some of the COVID, the COVID um whether it be an internal or external. And, and so moving from a place of here are options and I'm going to let a group of leaders decide what they want to do. I took some ownership to say, no, I'm going to make some decisions. And some of the decisions we made were really good. And some of the decisions we realized once we had the time to step back, we went in a different direction. But that was a great place of um, just me coming to a place of feeling a lot more comfortable to own my space and realize that lat leadership team wasn't waiting for me to come with a bunch of options. They were waiting for me to come with recommendations, just like any of the other experts that were sitting around that table, whether it be the head of legal or the head of finance or the head of strategy, kind of owning that space was a great lesson for me. Mm, that's so great. And so others can follow uh, in the same way to begin seeing themselves differently, and maybe stepping into their roles a little bit differently compared to what they're used to. That's so good. Well, what are some of the specific skill sets that you're trying to promote or, or help develop in, in your people as you look ahead? Or, and are there uh, form, specific forms of training or development that you're using to be most effective? So it's, you know, there's so much of there's great content, there's great support partners to HR professionals that you can go off and do lots of great learnings. Um, I think there's so much that you learn by doing the work internally and learning kind of on the job and getting that type of experience. Everyone loves a class or a program, but that on the job experiential development that you get almost every day, every minute in HR is, is really valuable. Um, but again, there's lots of skills that are needed to be effective. Some of the ones that are top of mind, you know, being able to consult and, and as a part of consulting, there's a lot of aspects of that. It's active listening. It's, it's understanding enough about the organization in the industry. So being a student of the business and doing your homework. So you're coming from a place of knowledge and understanding about what they're, what's important to them 
And then also leveraging your ability to ask questions and to interpret and to make sure that you're plugged into the right things to help develop kind of what would be some recommendations. So that ability to consult um, strategic thinking, you know, thinking chess, not checkers. How how does this decision, how will it impact the organization three moves down the line, not just the next, but what are the unattended consequences of the work that we do? So being a, a, you know, a centric thinker, a strategic thinking leader, employee, I think is really important for HR. Um, Collaboration. There's a little sign that's on my desk and it's who else needs to know. And it's, it's a constant reminder of not only am I thinking and doing things, but how am I working and collaborating with others? And I think HR is in a really unique position to be able to collaborate and make sure that businesses collaborate. So you're in a conversation and you're talking about a new strategy and you're with organization A. Well, who else needs to be involved in that conversation? So let's pull in organization B and let's make sure we get that subject matter expert. I think HR often helps to do that. So being really good collaborators and helping businesses and organizations collaborate, I think is really important. And then again, understanding data taking data into information analytics um, only continues to grow and be needed as a part of HR. And then all the other cool stuff that we do, change management, helping to build talent strategies, helping to think about employee engagement and making sure that we're really helping people understand how to bring their full selves to work from a diversity, equity, and inclusion point of view. Um, you know, HR is not for the faint of heart, but if you're if it's work that you love, you get a chance to do and be involved and some of the most strategic, important parts of making decisions and making sure that you're moving your organization forward. Yeah. Is there anything that stands out in in terms of something that you're most proud of in terms of what HR has done there? Any initiatives, outcomes, uh, projects? Yeah, I, I think we do a really beautiful job when it comes to talent development, leadership development. And it's something that Southern has been known for for a very long time. But what I'm really proud of is over the past few years, as our industry has changed, as our company has changed, as the world has changed, the expectation of leadership is really different. You know, not only do you need leaders to get results, but it's also about how they get work done and how they're developing teams and how they're building and supporting and protecting cultures that are that are you know safe and productive and in, in, in a place where people can grow. And so, you know. Our, our HR team here has spent time rethinking what leadership means to us and re-evaluating all of the programs and initiatives that we've done for years. And we're rolling out some cool new things. And I think it's one of those situations where we could have been really comfortable to do it the way we've always done it because it's been really successful. But I'm so excited about the fact that our team, and it wasn't because the business said, oh, it's broken, you have to go fix it. But it was really a matter of, hey, we when we look at what the leaders are being asked to do today and we think about how we're getting people ready for that, there's a bit of a disconnect. So how do we shore that gap? And so that gap and that thinking through that is what will become a new talent, not a new talent strategy, but a maybe a reimagined, um, more relevant talent strategy for us that, you know, we'll get to see how it plays out. But I think that is that is the beauty of having HR professionals who understand and know their expertise and their discipline, who have done enough work to understand the organization and the industry and have paid attention about how the world is changing, and then are recommending and are being proactive and thinking about how that can look different, even before the business said, hey, we want you to go fix X. So that's kind of a perfect 
um, I think, opportunity for us that I think we're doing really well. Yeah, good. And I hope people are listening because that's something you know I preach too is is really taking the time to reimagine, reinvent, rethink. Uh, before it's time, you know, I've been using a, a diagnostic to help organizations see if they're uh, in Titanic syndrome. <laughs> and, and, and ideally, you want to you want to be doing a lot of work before uh, to avoid that. So um, I applaud all the work that you're doing in that area. Um, I was I also was curious to know, you know, we have a, a lot of listeners that are CEOs and senior executives who are not in HR, but who would like to leverage HR more. And so can you give them some specific um, advice or suggestions? Questions on what what senior executives can do to really you know build the bridge or strengthen the relationship that they have to to get the most from HR. How, how do they have the conversations? What what should they do as a starting point when they realize you know we really do need to build more strength in how we're we're using HR or we need to build HR you know differently. So I think you know the the first thing that I would encourage someone in that. And that in those roles to think about is, you know, your talent, just like you would go out if you're a CEO and hire or develop the very best CFO that you can have, your very best COO, thinking about that and also making sure that you have a really strong HR professional on your team, I think is really important. And I think sometimes we get into a place of what well, everyone can do HR. And I really want someone who understands my business, but might not understand the, dip, the discipline and the profession. So getting really clear about that this is just as much of a strategic position as any of the other positions on your management team, and you will get out of it as good as what you put into it. So hire a really good talent and then really include that person like you think about all the rest of your leadership team. I mean, some of the best relationships and the best working partnerships I've had with, with leaders, whether it was a CEO or a first-line supervisor, was that leader really let me in and so explained the things that, that were important to them. We had a really good conversation about their expectations of, you know, what they were looking for in my work and kind of how they were thinking about things going forward. And so there were the more information I could have to help understand what was important to them and make sure the things that I was focusing on was aligned to the strategic initiatives and priorities of the business, then I could provide better support and counsel and recommendations. So really leveraging that relationship and having conversations and letting them in and, and making sure that they have kind of full access to you, like any of the other really strategic leaders that you would have on your team. Um, and giving kind of the support to let those leaders try some things that are different and are unique and might be hard and and hold them accountable like you would everyone else, but, but give kind of that same deference that you give to the other really strategic leaders on your team, give that to your HR professional. Um, and, and really good candid feedback. And that doesn't mean that every day it's you're doing so great. I mean, I mean, the, some of the best relationships are the ones where I could push and they push back at the end of the day, we might agree to disagree, but I felt like I was pushing my best self forward. And I was really recommending and talking about things that I thought were important for them. And I felt like I was getting that same back. So a really good partnership, I think is just wildly important. And get out and, and listen to your teams and think about some of those people issues and help to really think through how do we make decisions today that will help to to potentially positively impact some of those. Yeah, that's so good. I always like to encourage executives, bring HR in early. Don't think you have to have it all figured out, right? And then push it down the line. Like, let them help you figure things out. 
That's exactly right. Yeah, it's it's really difficult to get something and it's, hey, we've made all the decisions and now I just want you to go implement. Go implement, exactly. Yeah. Versus let's craft it and let's think about it together and then we can go implement and you'll get a much better product at the end. Yeah, good. Well, I know that we're we're nearing the end of our time, but I didn't know if you had any final tip um, for senior executives and or HR professionals. You know, maybe there's some advice that you have for both in terms of something that they need to keep top of mind. You know, for so for all the HR professionals, one I just say thank you. I mean, the work that, that that group of people have done over the past few years, from from COVID to some of the great resignation that happened to this this whole idea about AI and technology and thinking through all of those things while still delivering kind of products and services around people people objectives. It's just a, it's a, it's a sometimes it's a thankless job, but it is it is really needed work. And so, one I just say thank you and. You know, you do those things so easy that people think that it's easy for everyone to be in HR. So one, a big thank you um, to leaders and executives. It's you just can't underestimate the the value of, of having conversations and spending time with your HR team. So they understand the things that you worry about and the things that are coming around the corner and, you know, conversations about strategy, even if it's not a people discussion, but including them and where the business is going and how are your industries changing. And then trust that those experts will come back and help you think through the people implications of those. I think those are, that's one thing that I think I get a chance to do a lot at Southern. And I think that is why we, one, I think have a really successful HRT because our leaders value and leverage HR in a way that really shows it's more than just checking a box. Um, and because of that, I think it puts us in a position to really be a great partner and consultant with those teams. Yeah, so good. And I was just going to say, too, in light of all the challenges that we've been through over the past few years, it's such an opportunity for HR to be more visible, to really take on that leadership role. So there's so much good that's come through it. Um, and I'm, again, so, so excited to have had the opportunity to uh, learn through your perspective and to have worked with you over the years and, and to see the growth and uh, accomplishments that you've had. So like I said, I knew you would have great perspective to share and appreciate so much for taking the time to, um, to share your insights with us today. Well, it's always a pleasure talking to you. Every time we have a conversation, I walk away with, wow, I hadn't thought about that or that's something that I want to go learn and do a little bit more. So I just appreciate you all those years just being a great partner with me. Oh, so great. You. Yay. Well, well, we'll keep it going and um, see what happens going forward. So for everyone else listening in, I hope you have a wonderful rest of the week doing the work that matters to you. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.